Like, yeah, I wrap it in everything and it still acts up. It just wants to revert. I don't know. Just when you think this is fall, you want to blow your hair out and then it goes back. To exactly. That's exactly. Why these, that's why these are in here. Welcome to the weekly show about art, politics, and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective. I'm Sarah. I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane, and this is Unapologetically She. to another episode of Unapologetically She. This is Shantae, aka Shantizi, one of the co-hosts here. We are in episode 26, which is season two, episode nine for this time around. I am here, of course, with the Miss Redhead herself, Sarah, and our guest co-host. Y'all know her on the Twitter verses, but if you don't know her, she is Tiffany. She always got the sacks. She is the political maven. She don't want to call herself that, but she is. Come on, like if you get in, in the face of the Maryland uh, Democratic gubernatorial candidate and the vice president and, you know, Jamie Raskin, the congressional congressman in Maryland, and maybe see the president, then you're a political maven. So welcome, Tiffany. Yay! Thank you, Shantae. Well, thank you for that, you know, glorious introduction. I am, I, I could say that I'm a political maven, but more so everybody knows me as candidly Tiff. I just speak the truth about what is happening in simple terms about what's going on in politics. And there is plenty going on. Um, as we know, we're almost to the election, which is on Tuesday. So I'm here and I'm excited to be here with you and Sarah. We're excited well, to have you. Yay! Thank you. Yeah. So how was everybody's week starting with our guest co-host? Um, my week was interesting. So it, you know, obviously I'm always coming off a high and you know, seeing the VP, which was great, and or twice in twice in two days, which was amazing. Um, but you know, it was it, I've been trying. I am know, not trying at all jealous. I am not at no. all jealous. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it was fun. It was actually a really good experience. So I am excited, you know, that, you know, that is done with. And now tomorrow, hopefully I'll get to meet Biden. I don't think I'm going to meet him, meet him like in person, you know, like talk to him specifically, but being in his presence is always a good thing. So I'm excited about that. But the week was fine. Um, it was, it was, it was a quiet week, so to speak until the end, but you know, overall, not bad. How was yours? So Mine was pretty okay. I missed my opportunity of meeting the vice president because I had to work. Because how would you have an event during the work week on at five o'clock when everybody is getting out of work at five o'clock? New York City. Make it make sense. But other than that, it was good that the vice president was here also to uh, get out the vote for the governor and for the AG and many others who are on a down ballot racist but I did get to go out to a get out and vote event which I got the invite 
in my email and got to go to RSVB at the Mobilize Us of that website. And I got to see Rosie Perez, Yvette Clark, of uh, the congressional um, can uh, candidate and the representative for the Brooklyn, New York's nine congressional district. I also got to see the Senator Chuck Schumer, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, who is the number four Democrat in the House of Representatives, as well as- And our um, next speaker after Pelosi. Yes, yes, our next speaker after Nancy Pelosi. I got to see our Lieutenant Governor and our Governor and the former President of the United States of 42nd President, Bill Clinton. So it was a great turnout. A lot of union reps were there. Very awesome. I'm so happy you went. I'm so happy you went to that. When you told me you were going, I was like, yes. It is like, it's not, going to a get out the vote event is not the same as seeing it on TV. Like there is a lot of energy there and you're around people that have like the same feelings and, and thoughts. And then you have the little old black ladies who scream out for, you know, for their faves. And it's so funny because there was, there was one lady who was standing next to me at the VP event. And every, and when Westmore would speak, when anybody speaks, she'd be like, yeah. And she was just, she she had me dying. So there's always that, there's always fun to people watch to see who's there. There's a lot of, I know from at the VP's event, there was a lot of union people. So I'm sure there was a ton of union people that were with, that were there yesterday, especially in oh, New York. Oh, of course, there was the 32, uh, 32, 32 um, BJ. Yeah, that yeah. also endorsed the mayor. So they was like happy for the mayor because the mayor has like a lot, a lot of union support. And Got also it. the governor has a lot of union support. When they came, I didn't know how little she's tiny. Mm -hmm. Like I know she was shorter than me, cause I know I'm not that tall. But she's she gotta be at least about five one. She's tiny. I've I've seen her a few times up at the Capitol here in Albany, and she is just like this itty bitty teeny tiny. She's smaller than me. I'm only like five four. And she's like, yeah, cause bitty. like the way she was hugging the me, I was just like, oh, she's tiny. She was like like tippy toe and hugging the me. I'm like, and I don't think the man's that the man's not that tall. The man gotta be at least like five no. seven. He got to be like five, seven. So I'm like, you tippy toe hugging him in. Oh, you little. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you little than Rosie Perez. But she's doing oh, the work, then, though. Oh, yeah, she's real little. Yeah, she little. But, you know, like, she's doing the work. You know, like I said, she was not my preferred candidate. I keep telling people at the same time. And I had to let people know because I was aiming for the AG, which mm -hmm. the AG wasn't, eight wasn't there because she was tied up at another event. But there was a lot of energy. There was a lot of posters for her, too. And I got like my poster. They, I think they automatically knew who I was. So they gave me a poster. Cause I was like, y'all didn't give me Kathy's poster because everybody was walking past me. And I'm just like, why I didn't get Kathy's poster? Like, y'all not gonna give me her poster? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, y'all was y'all gave me her sticker, but y'all ain't gave me her motherfucking poster. And there was a lot of posters so for Kathy's school. And it's, you know, I mean, salty ass hoes, but yeah. <laughs> But I was glad to go. And it was a lot of energy, Tiffany. It was a lot of energy. And yeah, it I looked felt like, like a good crowd. I felt like I was overdressed in my jeans. I could have wore biker shorts. Probably. People came with their fucking dogs. Look good. Oh my. Well, it is Brook. It is Brooklyn. And you know, you know, you you know, I you know I'm from Brooklyn. So you know how I feel about people in Brooklyn. And especially in that part of Brooklyn, yeah, they don't have no sense. Transplant. So <laughs> <laughs> yes they're not people most of the people i mean i did see some some people some some you know brown and black folks up in there and then there was some people, people York, in there from the they was like yes kathy there's like tish 
They was doing too much. Doing too much. They, they never failed. Really hood, hood. Sarah, mm. how was your week? Very boring compared to y'all's. I just, I went to work. I mean, that's all, that's it. I went to work. My downstairs neighbors moved out a couple of weeks ago. So my landlord's downstairs hammering away. So if you hear that, that's him. Yeah. Boring week. Uneventful. Just doing the mom thing. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Well, at least you're, 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 um, I'm surprised I didn't see your, your, um, I think he did a get out and vote event too, like a couple of days ago, your boss. Yeah. 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 But I'm not going to talk about that. So, yeah, yeah, but he did, he did, he did a get out the vote thing with, um, with, uh, the governor in the Bronx. So very cool. I'm very excited to see that. So, yeah, but otherwise it's been kind of quiet. So, Tiff, you, ma'am, have our drink of the week this week. Which choose? I chose, I looked it up and I was like, okay, what fits for the week considering, you know, it's election week. And so we went with the Blue Wave, which is a very strong drink, <laughs> as Sarah said. But it's, it's very um, good. Yes, and it fits. So if you need a little, a little thing to get a little, you know, a little twisted on election night, this might be a good option. Hopefully, it will be a blue wave. Um, and it's one ounce of rum, a half ounce of peach schnapps, um, half a quarter ounce, half yeah, quarter ounce of blue curacao, and two ounces of sweet and sour mix. So it is really good. It is really strong, but it was in honor of our hopeful blue wave that we will have on Tuesday and not that crusty red wave that the media keeps wanting to talk about. Cause let's, we know we don't. Let's manifest. There's yes. not going to be no red wave. It's going to be no. a blue wave. Exactly. I said exactly. that red, that red wave they keep talking about is going to crash into that border wall that they swear think was going to be built. So it is just going to crash. Oh, the, it, the, border, the border wall that keeps falling over. Yeah, that one. The one that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the, 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 the non-existent red wave is going to crash into the non-existent wall and we're going to have a great night on Tuesday. Okay? Cheers, cheers to that. Oh, Chris and Sarah yes, did it because today to they was talking mad shit today. Who was? Chris Christie's fat ass oh. and that Sarah chick. Mm. Mm. Today. Mm. Well, I guess um, I guess we'll have to talk about that uh, a little later on, considering one of them is in our segment for bitch ass. Mm. We're going to have fun with that one. We got some good candidates this week. So but first, before we get to our bitch ass and badass of the week, we're going to go into our shot and chaser. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, um, please go back to episode one. Start there, listen all the way through, binge us. It's, you need to catch up. Anyway, shot and chaser, what it is. We each choose a shot, our topic. And typically we don't know what the other hosts are going to talk about for their shot. But with the special election episode, we all know ahead of time this time what we're talking about. Um, but the chasers are our thoughts on the topic afterwards. So we are going to get started on Shot and Chaser with Shantae. Wherever she is, is she here? Okay, we'll get started with Tiff. <laughs> all right, well, my shot was 
talking about the, the house. Obviously, we need to maintain the house. That is very important. We also want to maintain, obviously, the Senate. We only have 50-50 Senate. So we want to we want to be able to you know keep our seats that we have. But I wanted to ask you girls, and I have my thoughts on it. Um, you know, what is who are what are you looking for on Tuesday? Like what races are you paying attention to? You know, what are you focused on Tuesday? There's there's 435 house seats, there's you know, 100 um, Senate, uh, Senate seats only, I think there's only really nine competitive seats that we could possibly, you know, win or lose. So what exactly are you guys looking for? I can tell you for myself, I'm looking at five seats specifically on in the house. So two of them are in New York, which is your guys' state. Um, so one is Bridget Fleming's in New York one, that is Lee Zeldin's old seat. So we, that will kind of tell us on, on election night where we are in this race in terms of you know winning. She is not supposed to win that race, but it is a close race. So we will see if Lee Zeldin's disgusting behavior will make people in his district not vote for the other guy and vote for Brid Bridget Fleming. because so she's a really good candidate. Nobody is talking about her in the media so these are seats that no one is talking about that I'm going to bring up, um, but they are ones to pay attention to. The other one is New York 22, which is Francis. I call him Francis Canoli. I think his name is Canole, but I'm, I always call him that because he's from New York. Come on, this is where we know we, we know we talk about cannolis. That's like so super New York. So mm -hmm. that is a red to blue district. And that is Claudia Tennessee. She's mm -hmm. disgusting. So so we need her to lose so that is they, you know, um, after we her district is actually it actually covers an area where my husband is from Got so it. i keep yep. my okay. eyes mm -hmm. yes so let's pay attention to that one and see even if she even if she doesn't i mean we hope that she wins i mean so we hope that he wins he's francis is leading in the polling he is leading the, the last poll. He was down, actually. He was down in polling, if you believe polling, by like, he, he was down, like, he was losing by like 5%. Then they did a Siena poll this week, and he was up. And I'm like, holy crap, I was giving up on this seat. And then I saw the poll, and I was like, he could win. He's going to freaking win. So if he beats her, we're having a freaking fantastic ass night. Let's just be real. Um, the other seat to look for is Florida 27, which is Annette Tadeo's seat. Um, well, sorry, that's the race that she's running in. It's another red to blue seat. Maria Salazar Elvira, go figure that name. Maria Elvira Salazar, she, she, she currently holds that seat in Florida. This seat is a seat that Ron DeSantis tried to redistrict so that it wouldn't be as blue. And so if Annette can pull off a win there, even though we know Florida is likely gone because it's a mess, people are not voting, but hopefully people vote in this one district. Um, Annette is a really, she was running for governor. She's really close to Charlie Chris. She may pull off, you know, kind of a, a miracle. You never know. But that will tell us, you know, kind of where we, where we stand in the Florida races, if it can be called, because that race was really, really close in 20, um, 2020. When she when she beat um, the woman who was holding that seat before, she only won by like about a couple thousand votes. The other one is Arizona one, which is Jevin Hodge. That's 
to open seat due to redistricting. So the person who was in that seat was Jim, I'm sorry, um, Tom O'Halloran. He moved to Arizona two and Jevin is now running in Arizona one. He's a black guy. Um, Arizona does not have any black representatives. So it is a big deal if he can win that race. And the other one is, Col is Colorado 08. It's the person who's running there is Yadira um, Caraveo, Latina woman. This was a district that was created out of, out of, you know, out of the redistricting census that was done in 2020. And I'm rooting for her. I don't know if she can pull it off. The polling has been very, very tight. But again, this, these are races that people are not paying attention to that could swing how this election goes. So I'm very excited to see how these races play out. Um, of course, there's other races that we're all going to be paying attention to, you know, governor's races. Definitely Pennsylvania is a big one with John Fetterman. Um, governor's races, my own state, Maryland, of course, I'm rooting for Westmore. I know he's going to win. And then New York, as we were talking about earlier with Kathy Hochul, it's a matter of how much she wins by. Does she win by 10%? Does she win by 5%? Is it close? So I'm hoping that she gets to the 10% and we can celebrate and move on and laugh at Lee Zeldin because he deserves it because he's a clown. Um, but that's who I am paying attention to. Who are you girls paying attention to on election night? I am looking at um, one of our districts also in New York, New York 21. Uh, it's Elise Stefanik's district and with the redistricting that you mentioned earlier, she picked up more areas that district is now like 90 percent white and the guy that's challenging her matt castelli they're virtually tied um and with that being a red district i'm looking i'm looking at that district closely and it's also a district that's like right next to me um as well as um delgado's former district um 19 but that was won in a special election thinly by a Democrat. That was considered the last bellwether of the last, the midterm elections, the primaries that we had. Um, I'm looking at that one. I'm looking at Katie Porter's election because that one's close as well. And uh, she had previously swung that district from red to blue. Um, so whether we can maintain control of that seat personal opinions of her being what they are. I, I mean, I don't care. I just want the Democrat to win. That's so those are the ones that I'm kind of watching. Um, but I'm also kind of I can't I can't I don't remember her district number for Colorado, but I'm watching Bobert's election as well because her her polls are tight. So I'm ta I'm taking a look at those ones. What about you, Shantae? I am taking a look at um, some New York congressional areas. Uh, of course, 10, even though we know Daniel Goldman's going to win, but you don't know how people are going to vote. Um, most of the other ones, I'm, I'm looking at 19, of course, and I'm surprised at Stefanik. And well, I'm, nine, yeah, because, yeah, it was, oh, yeah, because the guy that won 19, he only won for a couple of months to cover it until the next thing. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that is tight. Uh, I am, I'm also looking at the guy in New Jersey who is in a very close race. Tom, no, uh, Tom, what's his name? Tom something? Tom Malinowski. Yeah, he's in a tight race. 
And do you see the commercials? Because when I was at my sister's house, I saw the commercials because she's in she's in Jersey, but she's in like that New York market. And I was like, these commercials are wild. No, they were talking about like he's an ethics person, blah 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 blah. But it's like, yeah, but you rather have him than have his Republican challenger. A lot of these Republicans are MAGA people. They're they're not they're they're not hiding anything. They're not saying the, they're saying the quiet parts out loud. Mm-hmm. So yep. like it's just a matter. That's why I put out my video that I did because the Wall Street Journal even said it itself. And I don't pretty I'm I'm sure they're not lying because there's a suburban white women that. Look what they did with Glenn Youngkin. Look what they did. Look what they did. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can't trust the majority. And Sarah and I, we talk about this a lot and it, and it makes people uncomfortable, but who gives a fuck? Like if you're, if you, cause they pose themselves as allies, white women. So mm-hmm. to all the white women out there, if you think that re- the Republican party is going to have your back and that's going to speak for you, think again. You can't even sit at the same fucking table with them. So if you think that they're they're going to let you in in a little circle, think the hell again. Cheers Shante. to that. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and what's <laughs> we'll go right into your shot, Shante. And speaking of my <laughs> shot, so a lot of these people, you know, whether it's online, whether it's outside, you know. I don't know what's their relationship. They think that the Republican Party is going to do something because inflation is going to, you know, solve every, you know, because the inflation issue, that's the merchants. They're doing that. But I want to get into this in the Republican circles because there's a particular Republican that's a much bigger asshole like Lee Zeldin in my state. And I call him the office manager candidate. He just got that, that, that name. And his name is Michael Henry. You know, he's part of the Federalist Society. He is a litigator. He used to be in the mortgage industry. He's a litigator. He's also the Republican challenger uh, that is cha- that is challenging and inspired to be elected as the Attorney General of New York State. Well, apparently, your mans don't know his job because his Campaign is based on crime, like Lee Zeldin's. It's based on saying that New York needs, you know, a people's lawyer again, even though the attorney general is the people's lawyer and has been the people's lawyer, even when she was the public advocate, but I digress. So that's his campaign is around and saying how she, you know, was so anxious to get Como out and for the fucking 18th million time, you know, she hired two independent lawyers to investigate and nobody fucking convicted this man. This man is actually living his life wherever he choose to do. But again, I digress. Michael Henry saying we need an AG that has that gets a curb on crime and everything. I don't know if he knows his job that he's running for, like Lee Zeldin. They don't know their jobs that they're running for because let's start with the governors. The governor's job is opposed to uh, enforce the law like the president, right? Sign laws and, you know, and work with the legislative body on legislation. Not pass legislation or make laws, but also develop, you know, those kind of um, initiatives and, and for the bill to, you know, to present the bill on the floor, whether it's the assembly or the state senate, right? 
they're not supposed to fire elected officials from their job just because you don't agree with their fucking politics. They can't. There's no, you can't. Exactly. And Lee Zeldin thinks, you know, firing You Alvin can, Brad, but it's called voting. Exactly. But he wants to fire Alvin Bragg. No matter what people think about Alvin Bragg, he's an elected official and he was elected rightfully so. And it was a free and fair election. He wants to also halt the investigation on Donald Trump. That's the real reason why he's running. And with the majorities that we got in both legislative chambers, that shit ain't fucking happening. He's going to be what? He's going to be a lame duck governor if he tries to get elected, which that's not going to happen. Now, let's curve to Michael Henry, who's running for state attorney general. Attorney generals do not have an oversight on crime. They can present initiatives to stop crime and to stop, you know, guns being sold, but they can't curb crime and they can't criminally indict. That's the DA's job. So Michael Henry doesn't know his job and he needs to take all the motherfucking seats in the motherfucking world because the man thinks his mortgage management experience is going to make him fit as the people's lawyer. That's what he literally said on TV. I could share the video right after the show. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, this is what the fuck the Republican Party is putting up. Motherfucking amateurs. Amateurs that don't know their fucking job. And not just from state positions, but federal. These motherfuckers don't know their job. Just because Donald Trump got elected, well, cheated his way in, don't mean shit. But that's the standard now. They elected a TV show host that didn't know shit about anything but grip. Not just a, even a TV show host, a fucking con artist, a bitch ass. Right, con that's what I'm saying. That. He he knew nothing about anything but the grift. That's that's his thing. That's his Definitely. whole career is being a grifter. And when they elected that, it normalized inexperience lying, grifting, fraud. It's the whole, they, they okayed it. They sanctioned it. And this All is where they are now. I am not trusting a man that's going to be in, in, in the law that got his law degree at Toro College. That's what I'm saying. I'll try mm. okay. Yes, that's where he got his law degree at Toro College. Yikes. Listen, these I, I agree with Sarah and I agree with you. Listen, these people do not have like any kind of, I'm trying to find the right word because I don't want to say the wrong word, but they are not qualified for these jobs and we, and the Republicans don't care. They will continue to prop up people who they see as the person who is the best for them. <laughs> But we can, we have to be the ones, and I'm glad that you've, you've done a good job calling out Lee Zeldin and calling out this Michael person. I don't even know who this guy is, but he sounds like a total douchebag. And every time you mention him, I'm like, I can't even, the, the two don't even compare to me with Tish James knowing how fantastic she is versus this dummy who literally has done nothing. So it is exhausting. And the, the whole idea of crime and all this stuff is BS. And I am glad that people have been calling this out. 
I think Bill Clinton called it out yesterday, even though he was talking in a very slow manner, he called it out. Like, what are y'all even talking about? Like, this doesn't even make any sense. Blaming the governor for crime is absurd when crime happens everywhere. I don't blame my governor for crime in Baltimore. Why are, why are people blaming her, Kathy, for crime in New York? They're not even the same. There's a city, there's a governor. I mean, there's a mayor, there's people that work in that city. There's police force, like blame. If you're gonna blame anybody, you should be blaming Mayor Adams if you wanna blame somebody for crime, not her. But I feel like there's always this thing and it's a thing with her as well as Tish James. It's about women. They like to blame women. I was pissed last week when they were coming at her, um, Kathy, because I felt like, okay, you're putting the blame on someone who you only can see past the fact that she's a woman. That is all you're complaining about. Literally, you don't want this woman to continue to be the governor. I don't care if you like her or don't like her, but don't put stuff on her that is not real. Like, don't lie on her. I have a problem with men lying and they do it to Kamala Harris all the time, the VP. They did it to Hillary Clinton. And I just felt like it was a reboot of what we've been seeing. If you have a legit beef for her, you have a legit, but it better be freaking legit. You better have a mm -hmm. reason to not like her. And it better be something real, not this fake ass bullshit that I keep hearing about crime. Like that is, it's absurd. And don't, don't put policies on her that she didn't enact. She's exactly. only two years into this, yeah. you know, it's like she took over for Cuomo. So why are you putting policies that he passed onto her? You know, not only that, they're not only that they're putting, they're putting COVID restrictions as though Donald Trump wasn't the president when that happened. It's, why are we blaming hmm. Biden for, 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 for things that happened under Trump? It's like, is our memories that short? Because Biden was not the president in 2020. He became the president technically in 2020 when he was inaugurated in 2021. I don't Not understand why these people are blaming people. That's like, you know, in our city with, you know, the crime that's going on. I'm like, nobody has smoked for de Blasio with the crime. And he signed something with the fund the police thing. So I'm just like, because he supported it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, those restrictions and even blaming Alvin Bragg, it just seems like it's misplaced. Okay, fine. Lee Zeldin, and if you watch that debate, he he talked more about Alvin Bragg than anyone. I'm like, dude, do you have a hard on for him? Because I feel like there's something there. Like you keep talking about this man, like you're obsessed with him. And we know why he keeps talking about him because he's black. I mean, these there's there's a there's always that play of racism and misogyny that always comes into our politics and it drives me insane. Most of the Empire State leadership is black, except Kathy Hochul. Most of it is black from our Lieutenant Governor, our Attorney General, our Mayor, our law enforcement, not uh, Alvin Bragg and Damian Williams. And the Speaker and the, and the Assembly Majority Leader and the Senate Majority Leader. And the Police Commissioner I know what he want to say. The police commissioner is black. She's a black woman. Let's be real. She's a black woman. You don't think her life is in motherfucking danger? And now FDNY commissioner is a white woman. Oh my lord! Like um, progress. Please take those shoes off and put them away. Those are Jimmy shoes, honey. I just want. What? 
my daughter is playing dress up in my Jimmy Choo's. I'm sorry. Please, please go put those away. Please. Okay, love you. <laughs> yeah, tell her go go find the cheap shoes, not the expensive ones. If they're in a box, they're probably expensive. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that interruption. I just saw her wearing my shoes, and I was just like, "How did she get to go face? in your room?" I, 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 I would dare to go in my parents' room. No, it's I don't. I don't keep. They're not in my room. We have them out in the hallway, and they were in a box out in the hallway. because we don't wear it. shoes in the house. They need to be in your room. In the they box. will be. They will be after today. So, anyway. <laughs> After that mild little heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, carrying on uh, with the uh, misogyny, the racism, everything else that's going on with this election, I wanted to use my shot to take this opportunity to speak to my demographic. White women. <sighs> I've talked about it a few times online. I know not all of our listeners are online. White women, suburban white women are trying to make this about anything other than what it is, which is a fight for our democracy. Um, white women want to make this about the economy. They want to make this about groceries. They want this to make it about their, they want to make this about children's schooling, all this host of all these different things of ideas. But even without making it about what it is, saving democracy. If you vote for GOP, it's still not tracking with what you're talking about, what you say your issues are, right? The economy is where it is because of Republicans. The economy is where it is because we had a president and we had people elected to office that were COVID deniers, vaccine deniers, and anti-maskers, which resulted in over a million Americans dead and our businesses shutting down because people were getting sick and dying. That happened on Republican Watch. Those supply chain issues started under the presidency of a Republican. We are feeling the effects of that now as we're trying to pull ourselves out of it. In addition to that, ladies, you're complaining about the cost of bread, eggs, milk, whatever. Guess what? We have record corporate profits. That's not inflation, that's corporate greed. So talk to your, talk to those corporations. Go there. This is not on Democrats, okay? You want to vote for GOP, quote unquote, leaders that have no experience, that have no background in public policy, that have no background in government or in solving any of these issues. So let me ask you this. Would you take your child to see someone? Would you take them to a pediatrician who's actually a car mechanic? No? Gee, wonder why. Why are you why are you wanting to do the same thing with electing Republicans? Why? They want to cut your children's education. They want to cut your children's health care. If you are a suburban white mother and you happen to have an LGBTQ son, daughter, non-binary child, why are you going to vote for someone that's going to harm them? 
Why do you want to vote for a party that's going to abuse them with so-called conversion therapy? Why? Why would you vote to harm your own children? For the motherless out there, or for the non-mothers out there who don't want to be mothers, why would you vote for the GOP who just took away your right to determine whether or not you have a family? Because they are coming after contraception next. They have said so. And this is, I'm staying away from the racism issue because obviously you white women don't want to talk about that right now. So I'm covering these first. You talk about crime in your neighborhoods. Why are you going to vote for a party that voted against funding for police? You have a party screaming that they, that Democrats want to defund police? No, the Democrats were trying to pass a bill to give more funding to police departments so they could safely police. Republicans killed that. They, they, they did not vote for that. They do not want to fund police departments. Why? Because those, those underfunded police departments are more likely to make mistakes. They are more likely to not do the proper research on their police officers. And they are more likely to employ those racist officers that are going to keep putting their knees on the necks of black people. So you need to look deeper on that. This is not an election about economics. Every single argument that I have heard from white women that want to vote for GOP flies in the face of everything they supposedly believe in, which leads me to believe that you don't really care about those issues. You just don't want to vote for someone that supports black and brown people and LGBTQ people. You need to vote for democracy, period. End of story. Because every other excuse that you're trying to make has no support to it. There's no logical support to your arguments. So you need to get out there, you need to vote for the Democrat and you need to stop being problematic and you need to step up to the plate. And the doors of the church was open and that door was who? <laughs> in the black church, they always say that. No, cause like, I, I, I see that shit and I'm just like, and y'all wanna, call yourself allies, like somebody online was saying some shit to me and saying, I I'm a bigot. Oh my God. I was just like, you fucking bitch. You don't know me. I saw that. I saw that. And I'm just like, you cannot sit there and accuse a black person of being a bigot because they are pointing out the racism. You cannot point out to anyone that's trying to call out racism and call them a bigot. That's not what bigotry is. Yeah, and eventually she blocked me, which is fine. I mean, you know, I I I I don't care because I'm just like you can't come in my mentions because I, I I said what I said. Like, and that's another thing. Like some of those quote unquote white liberals, they um blaming Oprah. You know, mm -hmm. like white women got to get they need they got to get their shit together. It's sad yep. because you got to even some people in the forty percentile that vote Democratic, only ten percent of them get it, unless. Yeah. We are inherently selfish. We are inherently selfish. Period. Full stop. It's that is ingrained in us from the time that we are born. Look at <laughs> Tiffany's face. Listen, <laughs> all I gotta say is when we vote, and whether you're black or you're Latino, and listen, my Latino people have their own oh, issues as that. well. But depending on where you're from, if you're from the up north, most I would say 90% of 
Latinos in New York vote for Democrats, right? This is what we do. We have been taught from the time we are young, you vote for harm reduction. That is what we do. We are very much taught the same way that Black people are taught about voting. You vote for your for your best interest, which is to have the person with the least amount of harm and that's how we vote now other people they choose you know listen there's always going to be a percentage of black folks there's always going to be a percentage of latinos asians and white people that are going to always vote against their interests they're going to vote with republicans because that's what they feel is the best thing to do you can't save those people that's what mm-hmm. you can't save those people but then there are those people that are kind of in the middle who don't really get it and i think those are the people you're trying to reach um, Sarah, by saying what you're saying, like you're, you need to vote for the issues and how is it going to affect you? Not today, but five years from now or 10 years. Cause people didn't, people, when we were talking about yesterday, I think Obama said it in his speech so eloquently about 2014, 2014 was the beginning of what I call the end of where, of how we got of Roe once, and I did a whole TikTok on this, um, going through the timeline of 2014, losing those nine seats. And then of course, 2016, we lost the election. And then it was like a slow rolling train to the end of Roe. And they did it purposely and methodically Republicans. So they have been plotting this for years. People are very short-sighted and they only hear what they wanna hear at that given time and don't mm-hmm. think about the long-term effects. So when we're talking about harm reduction, we're not talking harm reduction next year or the year after that. We're looking at how is this going to impact? I'm looking how it's going to impact my nephew who is two, who is almost three years old in the future. I'm thinking about my daughter who's 23 who may end up wanting to have a baby one day or maybe in a situation where she, I'm like probably never going to have a baby, but my daughter could. And I'm thinking about, you know, the time, you know, if she's in a situation where she has a miscarriage or she gets in a situation where she's with somebody and she decides she wants to have an abortion, I want that option to be there for her. Mm-hmm. I want my niece, my, you know, my niece to have that option as well to decide for herself with her healthcare provider to say, listen, I think this is the best decision for me and nobody in between, like Dr. Oz said, to have the doctor in the office, which was pure buffoonery. Who who even thinks like that? Like that was insane. Like this is my decisions are not based on what a politician thinks or wants. It's what I think is best for me. And I feel like that is the problem. Yep, I agree. I agree. Ah, So in short, to wrap up our shot and chaser, get out and vote for the Democrats if you haven't already voted. Which brings us into now our bitch ass of the week. Shantae, what do we have? Okay, so last week nominees, I'm trying to find all the little notes that Sarah had from before. Um, can we say last week's results? First? Yes, yes. Let's do our last week's results first. So last week's results, I am trying to like look for it guys because I have like little production notes. This is real time. So um, yeah, the eyes are giving out on me. It's so sad because I usually have my glasses and oh Jesus Christ. Sarah, I am so sorry. I'm still trying to find it. You think you could pull it up real quick? I am uh, typing it out to you right now. 
Oh my God, this is so sad, guys. This is so sad. So according to last week, the person that received bitch ass of the week, who is the winner by 59% is Jenk Uger. Yes. Couldn't, have, young, couldn't be given to a better guy. I mean, a former Republican who was a progressive Democrat who wanted to vote for Rick Caruso and supporting Rick Caruso over the progressive that he, you know, supposedly supposed to be like Karen Bass, but she's an establishment figure. He's trash. That whole, they all musty. And I'm glad I'm blocked for them because I hate them. So yeah, they blocked me. Who was our badass winner? And our badass winner was B Ninjin. I believe she is um, the candidate for Secretary of State for Georgia's, um, mm-hmm. for Georgia. Yep, correct. See, I remember. Yep, there we go. And um, she earned it by 52%. She's awesome. She's very informed. I hope she can unseat Brad Rat, Rassenberger, whatever his last name is, because even though he told the truth, he still ain't shit. He was part of purging black and brown voters. So Georgia, I, I know they have record turnout, so it's going to be a close race, but that's something to look forward for because you will have a black um, governor. I'm not sure who the lieutenant governor is from the Democratic side and a AAPI secretary of state. Way to go, B. Woo-hoo. Okay, so now this week's nominees for Bitch Ass of the Week. So we got Christopher James Christie, also known as Chris Christie. Chris Christie, he is nominated and he is my nominee because he said abortion is not the top issue, only inflation in the economy as inflation is not the same as the economy. And the last time I checked and what Sarah just said earlier, there's an there's somewhat inflation because of the corporations is the ones that's hiking up the prices in the motherfucking stores. White man says and, what? Huh? White man says what about it's, abortion not being? <laughs> it's not a top issue, nor democracy. And said it today, again, said it today on this week, democracy is not a top issue. It's inflation in the economy. Mm-hmm. As if the two are not the fucking same. And as if the economy is not even, it's, it's a top five, but it's not on the top of the list. It's not going to top democracy and abortion for most folks. In my case, it's voting rights, civil rights, reproductive rights, and the economy comes forth. Because without my voting rights, fuck the economy. There is no economy with, with, with voter rights and democracy. There's none of it without democracy. Exactly my whole point. Next up is George Will, and I'm assuming that is your nominee, uh, Miss Sarah? It is. It is. Fuck George Will. He basically wrote a shit op-ed piece that uh, basically called the vice president stupid. Excuse me, sir. Um, she is a former district attorney. She is a former state attorney general. She is the vice president of the United States and a former U.S. senator. Talk to me about how fucking stupid she is, really? Him, Peggy Nonan, and Maureen Dow, I don't know what kind of senior center they all belong to, but I have a feeling like 
These so-called never Trumpers, they ain't shit. Along with Christopher James Christie, along with that Sarah chick, they all ain't shit. And Bill Crystal, we can't forget about him, nor Tom Nichols. They all got something to say about the vice president, but the highest office they ever achieved, one was a shitful governor. The other, you know, both of them were shitful governors, including George Will was a governor at one point in time. And Sarah worked for the most racist attorney general that we ever had. They all ain't shit. And one worked for a senile um, president. So they could all go fuck themselves. That was my nominee. Who's, who, who's yours, Tip? Mine was CNN. Oh my God. I hate CNN so much. I get, I'm done with them 100%. When I saw that they were going to interview Mike Pence, I'm like, why? What is the purpose? Of, unless he's coming to give a confession on what happened, and he could do that to the 1-6 committee. Let's be real. He has not spoken to them. If he wants to talk to somebody, that's who he needs to speak to. He needs to speak to the 1-6 committee and tell them everything that happened on 1-6. Because we know for sure that that was a mess, and they were looking to kill him. And he didn't get in the car because he knew Secret Service knew something. So I don't know what he's going to talk about with crusty, dusty, musty Jake Tapper, but both of them can kiss my ass. I Who's losing his show him. after the midterms? Exactly. Uh -huh. I want nothing to do with CNN. I'm, I'm over them. MSNBC is on the shit list too, but I, I still will watch it because there, there are some good, some decent hosts over there. But CNN, I'm done. I'm writing them off. It's a wrap for them. Oh, especially, yeah. especially with what they did to Don Lemon. Move them to, to mornings. Come on. He's the only black person there, damn near. Right. And, 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 and yes, and I'm glad you mentioned MSNBC, even though I'll be watching their shows, but they honorary bitch asses too, because even though you don't have to agree with Tiffany Cross, but she brought an interesting take and on the show and she tried to make a platform. And the simple fact is, you know, they got rid of her before they got rid of Chuck Todd, Andrea Mitchell, Chris Hayes, Katie Turr, Katie Turr. And no, I don't like Joe Skyborough. So his ass too, you know, so, you know, they can, you know, kiss away the sunshine, don't miss it. But I would still watch the show. But the way y'all did, Tiffany, y'all got rid of her before y'all got rid of the other people. I mean, I mean, the co-cassidy. Mm -hmm. Rashida Jones, the co-Cassidy, because they're going to get rid of your ass too. Mm. So who are the nominees total again? So Christopher James Christie, also known as Chris Christie. We have George Will and CNN. Awesome. And who are our badass nominees? Of course, uh, Sarah, yours is early voters and mm -hmm. why? Because they are out there and they are getting out the vote. They, um, I mean, the last reports that I've, I'm hearing, early voters, Democratic early voters are passing, are bypassing their 2018 and 2020 numbers. So that sounds good. Good on you for getting out there and voting early. You're badasses. Vote. Amen. Uh, Miss Tiff, yours is the POTUS. My POTUS which I'm hopeful to see tomorrow in rare form. I hope he's Spicy Joe tomorrow. I love Spicy Joe. If Dark Brandon wants to show up, he could show up too. You know, I'll take it however I can get it. But no, I thought his speech this week was much needed. I know he got criticism for it, but there, people need to understand 
our democracy is on the line. There is no way to sugarcoat that. And someone had mentioned it earlier in the week, like, you know, he probably, you know, he did that speech a couple of weeks ago in Philly, he probably needs to do another one. And then the next day he did it. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like people need a reminder. I mean, he could do another one tomorrow and I'll be happy. People need constant reminders. Uh, and people complain about messaging and, you know, Democrats aren't messaging, blah, 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 blah. That was messaging 101. Guys, get your asses to the polls, do what you need to do and vote. The, democ the state of our democracy is on the line. You don't vote, this is what will happen. These people tried to bat, somebody tried to bash in the Speaker of the House's husband's head with a freaking hammer. I don't know, today when I was on, I don't know if you saw Shante, there was a, there was a, um, a bomb threat at an election place in New York. Thankfully it was, it was cleared, but people are doing things that are not, these people that are sitting sitting outside of mail you know the mail drop the drop-offs in Arizona these things are happening and in the next couple of days we are in of let's say the next week we're in for a very interesting situation where we're going to start seeing people try to intimidate people from voting we have not really seen that before in our in our electoral politics where people except for in the in the '60s and the '50s, where people were, you know, were with, with how we ended up with the whole civil rights movement, right? People were having people weren't able to vote. They were intimidated when they were going to vote. Guess what? We're here again. History repeats itself, and we're gonna watch and see how this plays out. I hope that the Justice Department, I hope police forces are ready for what could possibly happen because these people do not have any kind of like they don't have any kind of of um sense of what this means like they, well they do know what it means but they want to harm us they want people to stay home and if you saw what happened in it was brazil last week they were doing that they were they were trying to stop people from vote but there is such a thing as a the will of a voter and people if they will vote they will go in groups they will find their way to vote because democracy is on the line so props to biden for doing that and I hope he brings all the fire tomorrow while I'm there to see him. And Dark Brandon comes down and just puts it all on the line. So that is the last stop he will make. And the reason he's coming to Maryland is because we are making history on Tuesday. Wes will be, I think, in, in the history, the thir third, he'll be the third Black governor in modern history um, to be, you know, to be our governor. We'll have our first Black AG, which is going to be um god i can't think anthony brown he will be the first the first black governor i mean black ag he had lost the rate he had run for governor previously lost went to congress and now he's going to be the ag we'll have the first woman controller in our state which is brooke learman and we and we'll have our first uh, woman lieutenant governor who's south asian aruna miller so we are making history in this state and that's what happens when demographics change. That's what happens when people vote. So voting matters. Get your ass out. If you have voted, go vote. And hopefully we'll be successful on Tuesday. Mm. Who's yeah. your nominee, Shante? Of course, Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton. Mm -hmm. 
Cause she came out to Columbia. And like I said, I missed the opportunity because I didn't get a chance to talk. I didn't get a chance to see the governor and definitely not the AG. Cause I wanted to see the AG again. Cause it will be like the fourth time I sit seen the AG. Like the last time I was six feet away from her, like at a church service, like I was in a choir stand and she was there speaking when, and that's when she was running for AG. I think that was the time that she announced. So yeah, so I am excited that um that she's actually her and bill they're actually participating in getting out the vote for kathy hogel for antonio delgado for Letitia james and the rest down ballot so i'm happy people thinking like oh you're forgetting about tom dinopoli no i'm not forgetting about tom dinopoli but the first three are historical because one will be elected as the first woman governor the other will be the second black um lieutenant governor and the third one will be the first black woman reelected twice, I mean, elected twice for an AG, so of the Empire State. Sounds good. I mean, I'm a New Yorker. I like that ticket. So, you know. So our nominees are um, Badass of the Week, ladies and gentlemen, is the POTUS for his speech, the early voters, and Hillary Clinton. Awesome. We will have polls up starting on Monday, a day earlier than we normally do because we're releasing this episode early. So be on the lookout for the polls to go up so you can vote for your choice on Bitch Ass and Badass of the Week. And just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you once again for joining us for another episode of Unapologetically She. You can find us online at the T-H-E-E Joyful She, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unapologetically She. I'm Sarah. I'm Shante. I'm Eliane. You can find us on all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. And it's because of listeners like you that we are able to share our thoughts on current events. Please support us on Patreon at the Joyful She. We'll see you online.